Welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug, pastor at Faith Lutheran Church based out of Shelton, Washington, a beloved affirming congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, growing closer to and more like Jesus for the sake of the world. You can learn more about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. I want to thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. I learned something pretty young. If you have to earn it, it isn't free. How many of you had to sell stuff in school to raise money for some trip to somewhere? Our high school band always sold pizza kits and cookie dough. And the fundraisers had incentives built in. Whoever sold enough product was eligible to receive free stuff, pens or candy or maybe even a Sony Walkman. The truth is, those were not free. You had to earn them. And if you have to earn it, it isn't free. We still get mixed up about what's free and what's earned. How many of us have credit cards that let us earn points for free stuff or a preferred customer discount? How many of us try to earn free miles? Or how, how many of us buy nine lattes and get the 10th one free? But here's the thing, if you have to earn it, it isn't free. A gift, on the other hand, a gift is free and you can't earn it. That's the way gifts work, including God's gifts, including God's gift of baptism. And since this week we celebrate the baptism of James Rodriguez, my topic today is the gift and invitation of baptism. My, my podcast title is, Hi, My Name is Jesus, and I'll Be Your Server Today. Please turn to Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 32, and we'll start uh, with a baptism prayer written by old Martin Luther. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created heaven and earth. By the gift of water, you nourish and sustain us and all living things. By the waters of the flood, you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by a pillar of cloud and fire through the sea, out of slavery into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage to sin and death and has opened the way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of cleansing and rebirth. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that those who are here baptized may be given new life. Wash away their sin and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 32. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the 12 aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We're going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. And three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let us 
let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? Sure, they answered. Jesus said to them, well, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. So Jesus called them all together and said, Look, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here ends the reading. So Jesus and his disciples are on their way up to Jerusalem. He's told them now at least three times that when they get to Jerusalem, that's where Jesus is going to be arrested, tortured, and killed. It's no wonder that they're astonished, afraid, and totally stressed out. I mean, it makes no sense for one thing, and it sounds really dangerous and scary for another. Well, two of them, James and John, decide that they want to try to make it worth their while, to cash in some of their frequent flyer miles for a heavenly upgrade in their seating arrangements, right? So they say to Jesus, look, hey, if we're going to go through all this, then throw us a little extra incentive. Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. Jesus responds with talking about drinking the cup I drink or being baptized with my baptism. The gist is that Jesus is acknowledging that Jerusalem is not only going to be hard for him, but it's going to be hard for them too that they, like he, will undergo suffering. That is, that they're going to drink the cup of suffering like he will. They're going to face the same kind of baptism that he does, what we would call a baptism by fire. But he also tells them, sorry guys, there's no rewards program associated with following him. There's no free seating upgrades or suffering discounts. Well, the conversation gets the whole crew of disciples buzzing, so Jesus sits them down for a little training session and goes a little deeper. Listen, he tells them, this whole rewards program idea that you have is not how the kingdom of God works. Sure, you look around and you see other people keeping score and adding up points and playing the rules to their advantage. They're all fighting for the best seats, preferred customer status, the platinum American Express card. Membership should have its privileges after all. But that's not the way God does things, Jesus tells them. It's not the way God wants his followers to do things either. Jesus tells them, if you're following me thinking that you earn extra points, you're wasting your time and missing the point. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit, not a strategic investment. Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. They all look a little foggy-eyed, so Jesus pushes just a little bit more. Look at me, he says. Use me as the example. All these miracles I do, all my power, my identity as the Son of God, I don't use any of that to make you or anybody do anything for me. I came to earth not so that people would serve me, but I came to serve others. 
I'm doing this whole Jerusalem thing, going to the cross, giving my life to redeem the population, to set people free. My mission is to save, not earn points. My nature is to serve, to welcome the sinner, to heal the broken. My nature (laughs) is the nature of God. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. That's God's nature from the very beginning, the Bible says. The Bible says that creation is a gift given for us to steward and enjoy. God just made it and gave it to us. Water is another gift of God that nourishes and sustains. God provides safety for Noah, as the prayer puts it. Manna in the wilderness, healing for the nations, salvation for all. The prophet Isaiah sings about God as a suffering servant, a a kind of a scapegoat who bears the sins of the people, whose wounds heal us. And now by the baptism of his own death and resurrection, Jesus had come to set people free from the bondage of sin and death and open for each one of us to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many. Which got me thinking again about the request of James and John. They wanted the best seats in the house so that they could be at the right and left hand of Jesus in his glory. But then I got to thinking that would require Jesus to actually sit at the table, which as I read this passage, I find to be rather unlikely, given Jesus' insistence that he came not to serve, to be served, but to serve. And sure enough, the very next week in the gospel story, John chapter 13 records that when they're in Jerusalem, on the night in which Jesus is betrayed, they're sharing the Passover meal, Jesus, with his disciples. And where is Jesus sitting? Well, he actually gets up from the table. He puts on the uniform of a servant and starts going around washing their feet, filling water glasses, clearing the dishes, replacing fallen forks, presenting the dessert menu. Hi, my name is Jesus. I'll be your server today. Would you like to start with something to drink? Seems to me that the scripture is clear. Jesus gave away his seat at the table ages ago. He he has too much fun pouring water and washing feet. And for that matter, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a seat either. She's back in the kitchen cleaning up messes and making dirty things clean again. And the Father? The Father's the prodigal host, always at the front door, greeting guests with compliments and libations and taking their coats and wrapping his big, thick arm around their shoulders, bringing them into the reception hall. James and John wanted to be close to Jesus in his glory, but Jesus isn't at the table. God isn't at the table. God is welcoming, serving, and tending the guests. That's what I'm learning these days. It's not about making sure that there's a seat at the table for me, but making sure there's room at the table for others. I want to be like Jesus, serving others, washing dishes, welcoming the strangers, following Jesus to the cross, taking up my own cross, facing my fears and my mortality. In a weird sort of way, that's actually how I become close to God. That's where I meet God. And so my friend Jimmy is getting baptized today. Jimmy's no spring chicken. He's been in a lot of places, made plenty of mistakes. 
Last week, his life hit another major roadblock. I asked him if he wanted to postpone the baptism until things settled down a bit. No, he told me, I need this now more than ever. So Jimmy, God is giving you the gift of baptism today. Not because you earned it, but because you need it. Baptism is a gift we all need. And I want you to know, Jimmy, that, that God is here. The, the Spirit, she's everywhere at once. Do you, do you feel the Spirit? In the music, the, the, the church family, the ambiance, the decor, it's all the work of the Spirit permeating this place, permeating this space, permeating the airwaves. She's the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord and joy in God's presence. Spirit shows up to, at baptism to bless and to heal to make dirty things clean. The Spirit is here today, Jimmy, making you clean, washing away your stains, exchanging your heart of stone for a new heart of flesh. The Spirit says, come. And your Heavenly Father's here too. He's the one who greeted you at the door today. Hey, Jimmy, I'm delighted you could make it. Here, let me take those sin-soaked rags off your back. I will clothe you instead in the warmth of my own righteousness. Hey, don't worry, Jimmy. Everybody's wearing me, so you'll fit right in. Come, I've prepared a table for you. There's plenty of room and plenty for all. The Father says, come. And Jesus, Jesus is your server today, Jimmy. He's prepared a place setting for you at his table, including a cloth napkin folded in the shape of a dove because he has an odd sense of humor. And Jesus says, come, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come, for the table is ready. And Jesus pours out for you the living water so that you never need thirst again. He pours out water that washes your feet, removes the stink, and makes you clean. He pours out water for your baptism in which you are named and claimed, beloved of God, forgiven and set free. God has brought you to be baptized today, Jimmy, not because you earned it, but because God gives it and you need it. And we all need it. We all need what baptism signifies and grants us freely. The forgiveness of sins, adoption into the family, the washing of regeneration, a clean slate and a purified heart. As you are baptized today, Jimmy, may those of us who are baptized celebrate and recall our own baptism. And may those who have not yet received this gift hear the Spirit's invitation to be washed and made whole. Come, for the table is ready. All is forgiven. Welcome home. And the, Spirit, and the sacrament of baptism ends with a welcome. The one I remember growing up when something like this, we welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ, a child of the same Heavenly Father, and a worker with us in the kingdom of God. You are a member of this church family, Jimmy, adopted through the grace of God like every single one of us. Each one of us adopted, welcomed, washed, and made new. Part of the same body, the same team, co-workers in the kingdom of God. In this in this family, membership doesn't so much have privileges as responsibilities. We don't offer a reward program or bonus miles. No Sony Walkmans either. But I offer you this prayer. 
prayer, it's for you, Jimmy, and for all the people of faith. That even as we celebrate the gift of baptism, our unity in Christ and our place at the table, here's my prayer. May our hearts and lives increasingly conform to that of Christ Jesus until God's mission becomes our mission, until God's nature becomes our nature, God's mission to save, God's nature to serve, to welcome, and to heal. Then, then we will truly be with the Lord in his glory, at his left and at his right, probably in the kitchen, probably doing dishes. So welcome to the family, Jimmy. Now grab a towel and get to work. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Hope you'll check out our website, www.faithshelton.org to learn more about the God of Jesus Christ, the God who created you, who loves you, has a purpose for your life. I'd love to talk baptism with you sometime or, or about the Christian faith or membership at faith or how to get involved in, in some of our ministries. You can sign up for weekly emails. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast. You know the drill. I want to thank Chaz for his podcast production every week. And I want to thank the people of faith for your ongoing financial support for this ministry, for this mission, and this family that we share together. And all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.